Good morning. This is the Congregation at Prayer Daily Devotional Podcast for June 20th, 2018. All liturgy and hymns are taken from Lutheran Service Book, and the scripture readings are taken from the English Standard Version of the Holy Bible. The first, the opening, the catechetical hymn of the week is O God, My Faithful God, hymn number 696 out of Lutheran's service book. O God, my faithful God, true fountain ever flowing, without whom nothing is, all perfect gifts bestowing. Give me a healthy frame, and may I have within a conscience free from blame, a soul unstained by sin. Grant me the strength to do with ready heart and willing whatever you command my calling here fulfilling that i do what i should while trusting you to bless the outcome for my good for you must give success keep me from saying words that the later need recalling guard me lest idle speech May from my lips be falling, but when within my place I must and ought to speak, then to my words give grace, lest I offend the weak. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Introduction to the Lord's Prayer Our Father who art in heaven, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true Father and that we are his true children. 
so that with all boldness and confidence we may ask him as dear children ask their dear father. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1 through 2 is the verse of the week. Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The psalm of the week is psalm number one, which will be chanted. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The first reading of the day is taken from Proverbs chapter 22, beginning at verse 22, and goes into chapter 23. It says, Do not rob the poor because he is poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause, and rob of life those who rob them. Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor give go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Be not one of those who give pledges, but who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? Do not make your ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are given to an appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not desire his delicacies. For he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vom up, vomit up the morsels that you have eaten, and waste your pleasant words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, 
for he will despise the good sense of your words. Do not move an ancient landmark or enter the fields of the fatherless, for the Redeemer is strong. He will plead the cause against you. Apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The, the second reading for the day, which it serves as the central reading for the day, is taken from Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 12. It writes, And Jesus left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond to the Jordan. And crowds gathered to him again, and again, as was his custom, he taught them. And Pharisees came up, and in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this command. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And in the house the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this text is very much words of Jesus speaking to marriage and on multiple levels. And it's an extremely relevant text in our culture because we live in a culture where marriage has been so warped and so beyond where it's supposed to be. Um, we have a culture where divorce is a rampant issue. Now granted divorce they're showing statistics are declining, but that's not because that's not because we find, we're suddenly figuring out marriage. It's actually because marriage itself is in the decline. And because marriage itself is in the decline, so naturally divorce is in the decline. And part of that is because we don't hold marriage up in high regard. Our co many of the Generation X, the Millennials, they have grown up in a generation that has absolutely messed up marriage. And so they look at it and they say, why would I ever get married? Why get married when all it leads to is to misery and divorce? And that has a lot to do with how we have defamed marriage. And when it is an indeed an honorable estate, it is an estate that was instituted by God himself at creation. We are created to be fruitful and multiply. He created it, yes, for a male and female. Um, which I know that part is controversial. That it's for male and female. And not transgendered male or transgendered female, but we're talking biological male and female because the purpose of marriage is not just to have the fuzzy feelings not just to have somebody that you can have a good time with 
Now, I mean, those things may be there. You will have fuzzy feelings. You will have a good time with that person. And, you know, and it is for companionship indeed. That's why Eve was created, because it was not good for the man, Adam, to be alone. But the primary purpose for which Eve was created, the primary purpose for marriage was to be fruitful and multiply. It is for the raising and the rearing of children. Which, in a homosexual, in a gay, lesbian, whatever, relationship, that is an scientific impossibility. They cannot reproduce. And therefore, that is the reason why, you know, there's no such thing as gay marriage or lesbian marriage. There's no such thing because marriage is, by definition, is male and female united as one for the purpose of raising and rearing of children which begins with pregnancy. A man cannot get a man pregnant. A woman cannot get a woman pregnant. You need a man and a woman. I don't I mean that's the birds and the bees. You know, that's what you learned probably many years ago. That's the way it works. That's what marriage is. And so and that is what we were created to do. We were created to be fruitful and multiply. Now, this does not mean we just get into marriage willy-nilly. does not mean that we enter into marriage just for the sake of being in marriage. Yes, we're supposed to be cautious about who we marry. We're supposed to be selective. Because the thing is, it's not just that you get pregnant. It's not just that you have a baby. It's that you raise that child. And if you're in a, in a mess of a marriage, you're not going to raise the child in a good climate. You're supposed to raise good children. Children who contribute to society, that contribute to the well-being of, of the world that you live in. And a, a child that grows up in families where the father isn't present or the mother isn't present. Because yes, it happens on both sides. I know in our culture we always want to say that the father isn't present. But there are many marriages where the mother isn't. And the father is the one who's doing everything. So that both of those exist, um, contrary to our cultural narrative. But when either of them are not there, the child is going to be growing up less than they could be. Children, I mean, they show in studies that children who grow up without fathers um, struggle with emotion. They struggle to control their emotions. Um, children who grow up without mothers struggle to communicate their emotions. So there is um, this reality of the struggle of what happens when you have divorced couples, when you have messed up marriages. The children are not what they're supposed to be, who they could be. And so um, this is why marriage is so important. This is what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about marriage. So divorce, what is the reason for divorce? I mean, some of the reasons people come up with divorce is so silly and so trivial. And this is why Jesus says that there is only one reason. And that is adultery, is if one is unfaithful. Um, and, the, and he's saying, telling you that the divorce is serious. You know, the two shall become one flesh, which means you are no, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Which, by the way, the, the embodiment of that one fleshedness comes through the birth of a child. 
But um, but when you divorce, I mean, it's not that you become less than human. It's like it's like you're getting an amputation. Yes, you can live without that other person. Um, just so you can live without an arm. You know, you can lose. You can live without a leg. But life is more difficult, and there's a lot of challenges that come when you lose that limb. So similarly, when two become one flesh, when they get married, when that divorce happens, the person is less than they're supposed to be. And this is why divorce is so costly, and this is why Jesus says the only reason for divorce is, uh, the only grounds for divorce is adultery. So, um, and whoever so here he says, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. So even remarriage is a form of adultery. This is Jesus' words, not mine. And it's contrary to the culture. Divorce is adultery. Remarriage is, after a divorce, is adultery. Now, if you're separated due to death, remarriage is fine. But remarriage due to divorce, after a divorce, is adultery. Um, now, domestic violence, that I would argue is grounds for divorce. Because the person who's committing the violence, whether that be the man or the woman again... Because men can be abusive and so can women. Uh, and they've actually found, and there's been studies that have been showing that it's a lot more prevalent from women than people realize. It's just very underreported. Um, but anyways, uh, whether it's the man or the woman committing the violence, it's they are committing, it is a form of infidelity. Um, ultimately, the person is, you know, they're supposed to... Um, you know, honor them in sickness and health. You know, they're to protect for them, to care for them, um, to care, to provide, to be abusive, is to go against your vows that you made in your wedding. It's to break them at the very core, and and really, the person who's abusive is ultimately in love with themselves rather than the individual to whom they're married. So this is why you know abuse, domestic violence, is a grounds for divorce. So, all right, so that is this passage. I mean, this is one of those verses that gets used very often at weddings. And there's also a similar account to this in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's with good reason, because marriage is, you know, something, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing that God created. And yet in our world, we are doing anything and everything we can to ruin it in many ways. So uh, with that, we're going to move on to... Um, a reading from the Augsburg Confession, and it will be Article 5 Concerning Ministry. And as note, this is taken from www.bookofconcord.org, as the translation is in the common domain. It says that we may obtain this faith, the ministry of teaching the gospel and ministering the sacraments was instituted. For though the word in sacraments is through instruments, the Holy Ghost is given, who works faith where and when it pleases God in them that hear the gospel, to wit, that God, not for our own merits, but for Christ's sake, 
justifies those who believe that they are received into grace for Christ's sake. They condemn the Anabaptists and others who think that the Holy Ghost comes to men without the external word, through their own preparations and works. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, you have caused all Holy Scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. The hymn of the week is hymn number 500, Creator Spirit by Whose Aid. Create a spirit by whose aid the world's foundations first were laid. Come visit every humble mind. Come pour your joys on humankind. From sin and sorrow set us free. May we your living temples be. O source of uncreated light, the bearer of God's gracious might, thrice holy Father, thrice holy Father, our hearts with heavenly love inspire. Your sacred healing message bring to sanctify us as we sing. Giver of grace, descend from high. Your sample gifts to us supply. Help us eternal truths receive. And practice all that we believe. Give us yourself that we may see the glory of the Trinity. Immortal honor, endless fame, attend the mighty Father's name. The Savior, Son, be glorified, who for all humankind has died. To you, O Paraclete, we raise unending songs of thanks and praise. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. This has been the Congregation at Prayer Daily Devotional Podcast. I am Pastor Neil Wemus of St. Paul Luther Church in Ida Grove. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Again, all script, I mean, all liturgy and hymns have been taken from Luther's service book, and the scripture readings have been taken from the English Standard Version of the Holy Bible. Thank you, and God bless.